0: And welcome back to The Big Wake-Up Call. I'm Ryan Gatenby, and time for my next guest, who is the author of uh, her debut book, or debut memoir. It is called The Fifth Chamber. We are going to visit with Ann Gudger, and good morning. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Ryan. Good morning to you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: How are you? How are things going where you are?
1: Things are great. I have to share this. My daughter-in-law is having her first baby. My son's becoming a father today. Aw. Extra beautiful day.
0: Actually, actually, today, perhaps, perhaps as we speak?
1: As we're speaking. Oh, my gosh. Speaking, I'm talking to you instead of being at the hospital.
0: <laughs> oh. Well, now I feel like a lot of pressure to make sure this goes really well. I'm going to feel guilty.
1: No, no. I'm just saying. You know, like every every day, every day is a beautiful day, and this today is just extra yummy for me.
0: Well, congratulations! Yeah, that that that's wonderful. Thank you. Um, so, the Fifth Chamber, um, your your debut book, your debut memoir. Can you share with us uh, a little bit of what it's about?
1: Absolutely, um, it's a love story and a loss story. I like to say it's about the resilience of the human heart. I was pregnant and widowed at 28. Um, my husband, my first husband, was 36 when he died. Everything in my world changed, eventually for the good, and that took some time. And it, that is, the book is my journey from how I got from there to how I got to here and was able to create this beautiful life with my second husband um, and our amazing daughter.
0: Now, when you decided to to write this and are are beginning it, were you prepared that I need to go with this. I'm going to share what I learned. I'm going to share some very deep feelings. Was there any like, Oh, I'm not sure I'm ready to, to revisit some of these feelings or revisit some of these emotions.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's hard. I would, um, I would read, I kept journals like crazy in all those early years. And so I would reread my journals and that of course would take me back to that sad place. But I needed to do that in order to write about it in order to take, that my experience and turn it into art. But I also always knew it's an important book. It's one that I, I wrote the book I was looking for, right? So it was really important to me to do it. And of course, like every memoirist will tell you, there's these moments when you just feel kind of cringy. Like, am I really, (laughs) am I going to really let that be in the world? But, But the answer is yes, right? Because everyone has a grief story. And the more we talk about them and share them, the more we're able to heal our hearts.
0: It must have been kind of um, a, a blessing for you to to have those journals to go back and see, like, wow, this is what my younger self, this is what I was feeling at the time. To kind of have that and, in a way, stay connected to your younger self and maybe see how how that person has grown and how you've managed to to thrive and survive. Yeah, it was super helpful, and um,
1: it was just, it was, it was this reminder, like, oh my gosh. It gave me so much more compassion for my younger self because when I was younger, I I could just be hard on myself, right? Like I thought I should be progressing faster than I should have or whatever. And looking back, um, I just, you know, I always want to put my arms around my younger self and tell her, you're doing a great job. This is really hard and you're doing a great job.
0: There was a, a section, it's an introductory paragraph in your book, which I just found very uh powerful very raw and you're just talking about uh, New year's eve good night year dead husband year new baby year and just kind of running through um one emotion after another but kind of just stating it you know it's just like a statement of fact this is how i'm defining the year and it, it kind of getting all of those emotions into statement of fact how do you even you know wrap yourself around to kind of like it, it's almost a detached perspective while you're also understanding what you went through
1: yeah, it's, it's, it really is how I write, right? I, um, you know, you'll see reading it, like, oftentimes I use short declarative sentences. Um, and it is that, so like that part that you just read, that was like me both observing what was happening and, um, and letting myself have the feelings about what was happening. And it's so, it's, everybody has different writing process. That's what it is for me. Like, I got to get it on the page and I tend to, you know, some places in the book are very lyrical, and some places in the book are pretty, are pretty clit.
0: You write in the book that uh, grief is your superpower. What do, you, what do you mean when you say that?
1: Well, I mean that we all have superpowers, right? So for some people, it's how smart they are, how funny they are, how kind they are. Um, for me, I'd like to say that it's, grief, is, grief taught me everything I know about being a good human. Grief taught me how to love deeper and wider, how to have compassion for myself and others in a bigger way than I did before. Grief really taught me to be a beauty seeker and a joy seeker, and it's why I feel like it's all of those things, all of those aspects of myself that grew out of grief, that's my, that's my superpower. And, and along with that, um, I'm, I'm not afraid of grief. I'm not afraid of other people's grief. I, I know that when somebody's grieving, I can just be with them. I don't need to fix it. I don't need to try to make anything right. I know just to be with them. And for me, like that's a superpower.
0: I think that is a superpower just knowing that because I, I, I think a lot of us, we both been been grieving and had had a friend who's been going through that and you just need to stop trying to look for the perfect thing to say to the person. But I feel like just be present. i found just when i just had someone with me or when i was just able to to be there for a friend i thought that was that was the most powerful thing i could do is just be there
1: it is the most powerful thing we can do right that's just being human to human with another person and you know and and saying like i don't know what to say is i always say i don't i don't know what to say i know what not to say right um and i'm i'm never going to say the things that are hurtful or um, that, just, that just aren't useful, right? The, those old, um, you know, time heals all wounds. That's not true. <laughs> we, we we heal our wounds by moving through it.
0: Well, I love that you say that, and that's absolutely true, that things just don't get better with time. Time is not automatically going to heal that just as you go along. It's how, how you accept it and how you develop it, how you grow as a person along that time. It's not like, oh, you know, I... You know, recently dealt with the the loss of my my grandmother who helped raise me, and it's not that oh now time is gone and I've I've forgotten about her. It's just kind of you know you kind of reconcile that with yourself, and then at the end you get to a point. But it's not like oh yeah that happened a couple of years ago, no worries.
1: Right, right. If there was a if there was a magical amount of time, we would all sign up for that, right? Right. Um, but it just doesn't
0: work that way. Um, what would you say to someone? And again, this is maybe just being present. Someone who is um, experiencing grief, who who is reaching out, who is finding, you know, kindness and and wisdom in your book. Is that is that what you're going for? Kind of share your experience to to maybe bring some of that guidance and and comfort to someone else.
1: Absolutely. I one of the things I I hope with my book is that it's like um, it's what someone has on their nightstand. So when they wake up in the middle of the night and all their loved people are sleeping, they can turn and find some comfort in my pages. It's really common to have a hard time sleeping when you're grieving. Oh, sure. Um, I was really grateful. I had a friend, friends in different time zones, right, so I could call people who were awake when they weren't awake in my time zone. But that really is a huge part of it for me, to expand grief literacy and to give and to extend comfort to people who, who are in it, um, to strangers, to strangers. I right? I know how I am with people who I who I actually know who are in my life, but I wanted to have that in a bigger way. It's why I did the book, and my daughter and I have a podcast because same thing. Like we just we want to we want to extend um, we want to give grief a microphone, right, and help normalize it.
0: Yeah, and the podcast is Coffee Grief and Gratitude. Is that correct? You can look for that. Um, where where you get your podcast? The new book is called The Fifth Chamber. It is now available where books are sold. The author is my guest, Ann Gudger, and thank you very much for joining me today.
1: Oh my goodness, thank you so much for having me. Have a beautiful day.